The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. <laughs> oh my gosh, you cease to amaze me. Your timing. Oh my gosh, you only get one life. I know. She just did. She just suddenly like bam into her in chair, door, sat down, and started talking. <laughs> I was I was folding clothes. I'm at the home studio today, and I was. Multitasking, you know, and then I, I got to keep Tom away from love, you know, all my dogs and all their doggy drama. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Doggy drama. Doggy drama. Doggy drama. Yeah. But welcome to One Life Radio, everyone. And you do get one life. And if you're listening to for today for the first time or maybe for the millionth time, I don't know. Well, we haven't been on the, the air for a millionth time, but uh, 12 <laughs> years is a long time. I don't know what that adds up to. I, Let me do some quick time. math. Yeah, do some quick math. Yeah, so typically we're off for a week at Christmas, but not always. Um, but yeah, I'm Bernadette, and I've got Jerry and Marie with me. Bernadette Theashetti, Jerry Caldwell, and Marie Early. And we are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. And I know that everyone out there listening can relate in some way to something I just said. Oh. <laughs> Approximately sure. 3,000 shows. Uh, How many? 3,000. Huh. Wow. Wow. That's a lot, I guess. Seems like the number would be higher. Well, because I work every day, though. You know, when I'm not on the show, I'm I'm like I prepare for Monday's show pretty much most of the day on Sunday. And then, I don't know, Saturday, I'm always reading or preparing something for the show. So it feels like I work almost every day. But 3,000 shows, that's awesome. Yay to us. (laughs) <laughs> Bernadette's library or all the books it's it's quite impressive <laughs> I don't know it, right now my, uh, my my studio my home studio is a mess there's stuff everywhere uh, but yeah we've got a fantastic show today I'm really looking forward to it I love this book it's called A Real Good Life by Cezanne and Stevie Hendricks and um they're quite a couple, and they've got millions of followers, and uh, and she's from right here in North Texas. I, I went know. To, she's from Dallas. I know. It's nuts. Does she live here now? Yes. Do we, oh, she does. Uh-huh. Oh, she's probably listening. Hi, Cezanne. I cannot wait to interview you. Stevie's not on with us, though, right? Her husband? No. Just Cezanne. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she, uh, she's got quite a following, and I just love this book. It's so positive, you guys. I encourage you to stay tuned because it's about this, this moment right now that we're living, this day that we're living, and how important it is to just, I don't know, be free in that day. And I don't know. There's just so many great messages that she's going to share with us. What's I up? agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Love is here. I know that's right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my dog, Love, who I do an impression of, uh, typically on Furbulous Fridays, but he's in studio with me today, too, and I rescued him um, during COVID at the beginning of it in 2020, and he was, uh, this is a sad story, you guys. Someone dumped him in a Walmart parking lot uh, about two miles from my home down at Beltline and uh, Interstate 30. And he'd been there for a couple of months. They dumped him in the parking lot. And the, the parking lot attendant, you know, that kind of walked around outside. He was I don't know if he served as security or what he did, but he's a super nice guy. 
And I went to, uh, and I had Charlie in the car with me actually when I when I uh, rescued Love. And I and and uh, so anyway, so I called one of my friends and said, "Oh my gosh," because I got out of my car, I went to pet Love, and the poor little thing. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And the guy told me he'd been there for months and that he fed him, him and watered him regularly. And I said, "Yeah, he's coming home with me." right now so i called my friend and she came with her car and drove him to my house and he's been here ever since and charlie was a rescue from like a month before where someone had dumped three dogs over in a in a park uh in mesquite texas a friend of mine lived nearby um you you grew up in that area jerry so you probably know uh, i can't it's it's where sunnyvale and mesquite kind of meet over in uh, off of 80 do you know where i'm talking about um, there's yeah. a big, there's an Italian tile factory there or something. What's in, you know what I'm talking about? It's been there for years. I know the area. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's where I found Charlie too. So Charlie and Love came first, and then Henry and um, and Israel came about two years later. I rescued four dogs during COVID, so all off the street. And I don't think I think uh, you know if you could Love standing at the door right now. He's like, I've had enough. I want out of here. I don't want to talk today, Mom. He doesn't want to miss anything. The dogs are are, <laughs> are barking downstairs, so he thinks he's missing. Something's what up. What is it? Um, fear of missing out? FOMO. FOMO. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you guys have FOMO? No. I don't. I don't either. I used to. Yeah. No. I could see that. It, it, it uh-huh. depends on the Because you love all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, F-O, I do not have M-O, uh, F-O-M-O, I don't think about anything, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but. Oh, I will, I'll have like, um, after the fact, like, you know, I won't get ready and go to something, but then the next day I'll have it, be mad right, I well, didn't go. Well, let me ask you this, are you happy that you went to the Guinness World Record Ice Shaker event the other night with me? Yes, I wish they listed all our names in it. That'd be cool. <laughs> There's a lot of names, though. But it was great to see Chris Gronkowski and Ice Shaker. He's a really nice guy doing so many great things in our community. And I got my Ice Shaker right here in front of me. And I got it full of Cardio Miracle. So if you guys, anyone out there listening that's already a customer of Cardio Miracle and you didn't get the alert on your phone today, they have an incredible deal where you can get three of the big containers that normally sell for like 100 apiece. Three for two twenty nine, and it includes a couple dozen or two forty nine, um, yeah. and then it that includes uh, some uh, like take along with you individual yeah. ones, some packets. But that's a heck of a deal. That's a really good deal. I'm going to order a couple because I gave one actually to a friend, one of my canisters, um, uh, because I buy everything that I represent. I do not take anything from free for free from any company that I represent because I want to know what it feels like to put my hard-earned money down for whatever it is that I'm promoting. So I, I want to know what kind of value I'm really getting. The only way to do that is to lay your own money on the table. Oh, and, and so, uh, October is National Sudden Cardiac Arrest Awareness Month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, Cardio Miracle, um, they really, since I started taking it, I started taking it when I was planning for the Kennedy event that was going to be at my home in, in June. And I, you know, got all ramped up and I was getting ready and it was a lot of fun and everything. And my blood pressure was really high. And so anyways, Marie told me about Cardio Miracle. So I tried it. And that's how the whole thing got started because it brought down my blood pressure. I drink it two to three times a day. But I was giving it to a friend of mine yesterday who's got high blood pressure as well. And then uh, telling him to get a nice shaker. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in because you can carry it with you all day long and uh, it stays cool. Do I you don't know the difference between a cardiac arrest and a heart attack? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I want to know. Oh. It kind of scares me <laughs> talking about it, but go ahead. Jerry. <laughs> 
Jerry, you're you're scaring Jerry. Tappity too. tappity. <laughs> what? Do you know? No. Tappity tappity tappity. I don't know what tappity cardiac, tappity means. Okay. A what does that mean? Sudden cardiac arrest is an electrical malfunction that causes the heart to suddenly and unexpectedly ah. stop beating. A heart attack is a blockage in a coronary artery that interrupts blood flow to the heart. Mm. That's mm. a better way to say that. Uh, uh, a coronary versus a... Electrical. And uh, cardiac arrest can happen at any age, including children and teens. Wow. And heart attack happens mostly over 35. Mm -hmm. A person for with a cardiac arrest will not be breathing, but a heart attack victim will be breathing. Oh, how interesting. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope I don't find out. <laughs> if a person is in a cardiac arrest, they may gasp or shake if having it like having a seizure. A heart attack, they may experience chest, neck, or left arm pain and shortness of breath, sweating, and nausea. Mm -hmm. huh. Uh -huh. Both wow. call 911. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you've scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I mean, it is interesting. Yeah. This joking. is something that you sh that 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 you need to know, especially as you get older. Oh, I know. Matter of fact, you should you two should also learn the signs of um of stroke. That's yeah, very no, important. I, no, I know the signs of stroke. Oh. I actually watched my grandmother have a stroke right in front of me, and I was the first one to identify it and call 911. My uh, my uh, grandmother, Geneva uh, Fiaschetti, <laughs> a long time ago, had a stroke right in front of me. But uh, She yeah. lived to be 100, by the way. I think she had a stroke when she was like 95, but she continued on for another five or more years, I think. Oh, a stroke occurs when the blood supply to the part of your brain is interrupted. Uh -huh. or yes. uh -huh. I did not know that. I thought a stroke yeah. was heart-related. It, yeah. Well, it can be, but yeah. most often it's because of a uh, thrombosis situation. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Did you notice how Jerry said, As you, uh, you two should know this getting older. Jerry, you're no spring chicken. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what like, are you talking I, about? I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> you may look it, but I mean, I'm just saying, it's not like you're in, you know, you're in your 30s or anything. <laughs> just saying. Oh, <laughs> there's an acronym for a stroke. It's called BAST. Yes. F is in face drooping. Mm -hmm. A arm weakness. Okay. Mm -hmm. S speech difficulty. Okay. T time to call nine one one. All right. Well, uh, we now now we're all educated on that. I know. But, uh, <laughs> so no, if you start talking funny, then we're going to have you put your hands over yeah. your head and ask you if you smell toast. And <laughs> why? Because that that's a sign. If you smell toast. Yes. Really? really? Yes. Why? <laughs> why? I wonder what what you're the science guy. What scientifically is happening in the human body when you smell toast? That's with just your something your that happens when your brain starts to panic. Really? Yeah, it's 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 like a hallucination. It's an olfactory hallucination. It's a what? Olfactory hallucination. Old, old factory. Olfactory. O L. Oh, okay. Olfactory, as in related oh. to your nose. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I just said it was brain. Um. Oh, well, uh, here's okay. another interesting fact. <laughs> And then we've got to go to break because we've got to get Suzanne up here. But if you're low in zinc, you lose your taste and smell, too, kind of like with, with COVID. Uh -huh. And you, it was related. A lot of people said that was one of the signs you had COVID if you lost your sense of taste or smell. That's also due to low zinc levels or um, no zinc in your body. So keep that in mind as well and keep your zinc levels high, especially during cold and flu season and your vitamin D and your vitamin C and all that stuff. So Interesting. Yeah. 
Let's go to break. We'll be right back. Everyone, stay tuned. We've got a great show coming up. A real good life is we're gonna be what we're gonna be talking about with Su- uh, Sus- not Suzanne, Suzanne Hendricks, Suzanne, Suzanne Hendricks. Stay tuned, everyone. Yes. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Parakeet. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early, broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We have Zazan Hendricks with us today. Zazan and her husband Stevie's worldwide audience reaches millions of people globally, and their podcast, The Good Life, has over 20 million downloads and 15 million monthly impressions with a career background, a study in radio, television, and film, Cezanne's natural ability to connect with an audience has landed her TV jobs with networks such as Access Hollywood, ESPN, TNT, and more. Throughout her career, Cezanne has graced the covers of Cosmopolitan, Harper's Bazaar, People, uh, Style, Watch, and Elle, and has been featured in media outlets including Forbes, E and CBS. Cezanne has been a brand ambassador and corporate spokesperson for globally recognized brands like Maybelline, L'Oreal, Nordstrom, Target, Sephora, Macy's, Reebok, Am- Reebok uh, Amex, and many, many more. She has just released her book, co-written with her husband, Stevie Hendricks, titled A Real Good Life. Discover the simple moments that bring joy, connection, and love. You can find Cezanne at Stevie and Cezanne, and that's S-A-Z-A-N, stevieandcezanne.com or on Instagram and YouTube at S-A-Z-A-N or A-N. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cezanne, thank you for jo- joining us on One Life Radio. Such a pleasure to have you on. Hi, Bernadette. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on. What an introduction there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you deserve that. she stuff from way like, back in your past. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. You never know how these things are going to go. You never know how you're going to be introed. So I will, you guys really pulled out 
um, the things that I would say are kind of in the highlight reel of my life. But let's be real here as we talk about what a good life actually is, that man, has it been a journey to not only get to the good, but really understand what that even means um, mm-hmm. in our world today. So thank you for that intro. I'm ready to You're roll welcome. up my sleeves with you guys here in this um, next half hour and just really dive in and, and talk to you guys about what a good life is all about because we all want it, right? We do. We do. And your book is really, really good. I have to say I loved some of the stories. You're an excellent storyteller. That's one of your talents, right? One of your many talents. And uh, the book just is really good. Uh, It really is. And so let's talk about what is a real good life? What does it mean to you, Cezanne? Oh, man, guys, how do we unpack that, right? Um, I think for me, you said storytelling, and that really is what I feel like is just sets my heart on fire. It's, it's what I went to school for, to study, was always wanting to storytell in some fashion. I always thought it would be through perhaps radio or television broadcasting. And then it was amazing to see how God had a different plan and a different route for my life. And it ended up being in the social media crazy world that we all know today through mm-hmm. the platforms, right? Yeah. So I think what I have learned and what I have seen is that I was sort of headed for this land, right, that we call the land of the good life, right? And I always thought to get there, it meant that I had to fight for it on the battleground. It meant that I'd have to push, I'd have to strive, I'd have to drive towards those things and ultimately sacrifice and keep sleep to a minimum is what I thought. It's like hustling harder, right? thought I had to morph myself into whatever I needed to be in order to earn a good life. And I think in the Western world that we live in, that I grew up in, I always thought, okay, the good life is out there somewhere, but if I could just scramble and sort of slash my way through all the obstacles, I'll get there. And then once I get there, once I hit the milestones, right, I can then take a nap. I can then finally go to sleep and like, that's it. I think sometimes we think that's success, but... Mm-hmm. What I have learned is a real good life. I think the the life that we're talking about here, um, it's it's a life that I hope through this book that we're guiding people to see that it's actually none of those things. It's not mm-hmm. actually about chasing more. I grew up in um, Texas, in in Dallas, actually, Mm -hmm. um, with immigrant parents. My background is Kurdish from the northern Iraq region. And Mm -hmm. I always had these big dreams and these desires, um, these dreams that were as big as my hair. And it was all around (laughs) this sort of idea of, like, self-pursuit, you know. Um, And then I think what I have sort of seen is that what if, you guys, like, what if a real good life is asking ourselves this question. If I have 24 hours in the day, like this one day, Mm -hmm. am I really living and am I really breathing it? Is it good? Is it God-filled? Is it currently trapped? Am I lost in this idea of worldly FOMO, like AKA for my mom who might be listening, that means fear Mm -hmm. of missing out. And and, (laughs) and instead, can can I understand that what if like the good life, what if success, right? It's not about going higher. What if it's yeah. about going lower? What if yeah. it's about reaching and grabbing those things that are right in front of you? And the challenge is, can I truly love where I am right now, despite not being where I want to be? And that's really genuinely in short, what this book is going to journey people through is that 24 hour day split up into four sections that I mm-hmm. believe will help people discover the simple moments that we're going to talk about that bring yeah. that connection, that joy, that love 
around what it means to really live a good life that isn't just mm-hmm. centered around our self pursuits, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you write about in the book that I absolutely loved, I, 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 there's so much I could relate to, and I just really love your outlook on life and how you've, you've put it together in your book, uh, A Real Good Life. I encourage everyone is, to go and get it on Amazon. Is it? It's available, right? It's been released. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's okay. available everywhere. Okay. But in the book, you talk about finding your good life is so much simpler than you might think. And I love this. I underline this that a real good life uh, is pieced together from the fabric of your days, from the bright blocks of time that you're given, right? It's pieced together. It's stitched in place by what you do during those days and what you practice as your habits, what you say about your life and the seasons that you are living. I just, I love that prose. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, you know, saying that. I think, you know, like you said, you said, is your book available everywhere? And, you know, if you go on Amazon right now, right, and you type in at the top search bar, like books about living a good life or how to be happy, right? Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. going to find over 60 to 70,000 plus titles under this question, how to live a good life? How do I live it? And I think what's interesting about that is that it's probably so searched and so sought after is because I think that's what we all want as humans, right? We all want a life that genuinely that we're happy to show up for and to be in and to live in and to every single day wake up and feel like, okay, this today might not be easy. And that's important to know is like, I think we all know life is not going to be picture perfect and easy no. every day, but how do I wake up every day despite not it being perfect or being where I want to be, mm-hmm. knowing that this is one day that I have that gets to restart at the beginning of every single day. And that despite the dark stuff happening in my life or in the world around us, I believe that, you know, we're all wired to do good, to be a light, to see good, and also believe in good for others, not just ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think to answer like that question of like, well, everyone's searching for happiness. And when you go online and you're looking for all these books and stuff, like, I think it's really important to understand, like, I think what makes this different, the message in this book, is that I actually think living a good life can be simple. And and let's get back to that. Let's get back to the simple building blocks of, I think, what life is about. And for my generation, I'm in the millennial category, I think, you know, getting to a place where you believe that and mm-hmm. leaning into it, it's like, mm-hmm. it's really, it can be challenging. It's it's not as easy as it, as, it, as we hope that it can be, that, that mm-hmm. simple living, that simple life. And it does require us, I think, to, I think, start saying no more. We have to really look at our lives from this sort of mm-hmm. auditing perspective. And I think mm-hmm. we can audit our lives in any, at any moment of any day, but really in the seasons. And I think when we look at our lives in the current season for what it is, like, I'm, I just had my third child like three months, four, four months ago. He just hit his four-month mark, and it's my third child. And the reality is, is I'm like navigating a postpartum fog. Like I just mm-hmm. had a new baby. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes we put all of this pressure on ourselves, feeling like we have to be the best and we have to overperform, or mm-hmm. we just we compare ourselves in our lives that we actually are missing out on the real thing right in front of us. And so, if anyone listening has you're in a season similar where you're in the thick of parenting or you have a newborn or you have a business that you're trying to launch and get off the ground, or maybe you're in college and you're trying to figure out what's the next thing for me. 
I want to encourage anyone and everyone listening that instead of romanticizing, right, about the next thing, what if we just stopped where we are right now, just dead in our tracks, and we were able to really look at this day from a 360 perspective and really see the day carved out into four sections, Mm -hmm. the morning, right, the um, afternoon, and, of course, the um, the evening and the nighttime hours, okay? Because mm-hmm. we break up the day into those four sections. Yeah. And then you look at your morning section and you say, okay, well, morning is really that time to reflect. It's that time to reflect on your day, but also on self and also understanding what it means to write, set out that tone for the rest of that day. What are those things that you're going to do, those building blocks that are practical? What are those words of truth that you're going to speak over yourself? And then you get into the focus hours of the day, which I think are like, in the thick of the day around like that 1 p.m. hour. We're going to walk through and talk about those things. How do you focus on seeing the good when you're in the chaos or when you're in that that crazy sort of storm section of your day? And then we're going to obviously want to wind down as the day goes on. And you're going to want to have those moments of rest and those moments for gathering, which we Mm. kind of really unpack and talk about towards that, the, those final sections of the book. Mm-hmm. And I think the culmination here and what I'm learning is that, you know, reflect, focus, gather, and rest are really essential building blocks. You were talking about that fabric yeah. in the in the day of oh, your yeah. life. So well, I, we're really going to take that and talk about that. And it's, it's cool because I'm challenging myself too while writing this book because I really, I think we're all figuring it out no matter what. We haven't arrived. I don't think we'll ever arrive until we get to heaven. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. earth is supposed to be a place that oh. we feel like we're here, we've made it. So it's just kind of helping give people like just a toolbox of things that I think have helped me over the years. Yeah. And I just hope it encourages people. I hope the stories and the narratives and the the things and the breakthroughs challenge them. I'm going to ask you what your favorite story is when we come back when we come back from break, but I wanted to say, you know, you were talking about going low and then you just said something about heaven and in your book and chapter seven, focus on refusing to avoid your problems. I think that's a very important message because you can't run from your problems. And when Mm. I was reading that chapter, I thought about my mother. (laughs) I'm going to get back here (laughs) because (laughs) my mother always was positive, always kept her spirits high. She was very, very spiritual as well. And um, I remember her singing climb every morning mountain from the movie um the uh, sound of music with uh mother superior when maria went to her and she said you can't run from your problems maria you must face them and i think oh yeah you know you know what i'm talking about you're a little young you probably don't remember the movie um but i love that movie but but i love it (laughs) but it's so important that we face our problems right and not run from them because we need to learn how to climb every mountain in order to have a good life Mm. A real good Amen. life, yeah. <laughs> like your book. <laughs> yes, that's good. That is amazing. I love that. I love that your mama planted that sort of, I don't know, that seed in you. And I have similar stories like that, too, that I share oh, in good. there with my mom. I mean, power well, of a, a mama, right? Well, pick your favorite one. And when we come back from break, we want to hear it. Uh, more coming up with Cezanne Hendricks, you guys, and her amazing book, A Real Good Life, uh, with her husband, Stevie Hendricks, as well. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients 
and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Suzanne Hendricks. She is the author of the book, A Real Good Life. She and her husband, Stevie. And, uh, and she's world, she has a worldwide audience that reaches millions of people globally. And their podcast, The Good Life, has over 20 million downloads and 15 million monthly impressions. Uh, she just released her book, co-written with her husband, Stevie, as I just said, titled A Real Good Life. Discover the simple moments that bring joy, connection, and love. Their website is Stevie and Suzanne. That's S-A-Z-A-N.com. Stevie and Suzanne.com or on Instagram, uh, Instagram and YouTube at Suzanne. Uh, S-A-Z-A-N. And so, Suzanne, you know, during the break, and we heard that song, and I, I don't know about you, but I was uh, crying. She was. <laughs> but, you know, I have to tell you, here's the thing. This is an important message because it's a, it, you, you reiterate this. You talk about this in your bike, book about not this story specifically, but so many other stories that you shared. But here's the, here's the, um, the really amazing thing about my mom, and I just have to say this. My mother lost her father at four and her, and her mother at nine and was raised by an aunt that was unkind to her. But she wow. still had a good life, a real good mm -hmm. life, like your book. And she, because she had such a, because she had experienced so much loss, I think that through spirituality and just deciding that she was not going to let it destroy her, you know? And I think that's a big piece of the puzzle, right? She was able to live in the present moment. And you talk about wow. that in your book, that that is the remaining piece of the puzzle of a good life, the present moment. Yeah. Wow. Your, your mom seems like just an amazing woman that just has such a, I, I think such a life filled with just genuine experiences and encounters, and it hasn't been easy. And I think that is what I too am learning is mm -hmm. that 
good and hard actually coexist in a good life. It's not about it being right. What's been advertised to us in the media or in billboards or, you know, in the Kanye West song, welcome to a good life. Don't make me sing any more of that, but really, <laughs> let's, let's, let's really dive into, I think a real genuine life is going to be filled with that, those ups, those downs, um, the breakthrough moments, the hard seasons where you're really struggling. I think the hard is the way to the good. And and I think throughout my life, I've seen, you know, it's always been the climb, it, going and, and actually taking that risk, right? That leap of faith, like, okay, this mountain in front of me, I can't avoid it. And it's climbing that mountain and knowing that there is a blessing that's going to be waiting on the other side of that challenge. And I think I've seen throughout my life is, you know, not just online building this sort of platform and this business professional career of mine, but I've seen it on the personal side where, you know, my husband who I co-authored this book with, you know, it was a journey for us to even get to the altar, you know, where we Mm -hmm. come from two totally different cultural backgrounds. So my family was not very accepting of that relationship in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. It was really hard when when we were walking through that season of life. I didn't have like that picture perfect wedding that I think as young girls we dream about or we think about and that we fantasize about. But when I look back on my wedding day, it was still good. That day was, it was good. And I think sometimes life is not going to go according to this plan that we create in our minds. But if we can just lean in and surrender to the greater plan that I believe God has for us, then I think good things are going to come. It's inevitable. There's mm-hmm. always good in the midst of hard. And when you asked me before the commercial break, you asked me, it's funny, you said what would be one of my favorite chapters. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like asking me. It's a 17 chapter book, girl. <laughs> so you're asking me right now to pick my favorite well, child. Or- <laughs> oh, Lord, let's hope I never have 17 kids. Can you imagine that? Woo, no. Keep up with three. But I thought about, you know, all the, the, the chapters in these books. I thought, you know what? One of my absolute favorites is chapter eight, and it is called Focus on Goodness in Hopeless Moments. And this mm. is a chapter in short. It's about, you know, when I was younger, I didn't, I came from very humble beginnings, grew up in Dallas, Texas. And before I went off to LA to pursue and chase my dreams, I was, again, this little girl who lived in a a three bedroom apartment with eight people. And I lived there for like 16 years of my life. And that's where a lot of my memories were cultivated. A lot of those early experiences about life and that view were you know, imagined and shaped and molded was during that time in my life. And I remember I was a young girl, five years old, which is how old my oldest daughter is now. Mm -hmm. And my mom's car had broken down again. And it had happened so often that my five-year-old self assumed that this is kind of how life was supposed to be. Like everyone's cars were just breaking down left and right. Uh So I'm sure, as you know, this causes so much inconvenience for my mom. But for me, it meant, my five-year-old self, it meant that my mom would walk me to school. And I remember that journey where she would walk me to and then walk herself back from. And I can look at that perspective now and see, like, 
on the way there, my feet would get tired because I was a five-year-old girl, like a 30-minute walk. And so my mom, what would she do? She would swoop me on her shoulders and we would walk to the school Mm. and she would always make a detour as we were walking and we would pick fruit. And she Uh always pulled out, she pulled out this little bag out of her pocket and we would get to, I would get to help her pick out the fruit. And like, we would see these little, like this grape leaf tree and we're Kurdish. So, you know, we love to eat our dolma. My mom would make a big, big pot of dolma with the grape leaves that like we would pick together. And in this chapter, you know, I talk about this massive grapevine with leaves as big as my head and it was like this natural produce section in the grocery store when I was on my mom's shoulders it was like she would let me help her and and pick the fruit and I just remember that these walks to school were our time together it was our chance to enjoy each other despite whatever hardships we were facing as a family I was my mom's little helper and that made me so happy and it showed me that my mom wanted to be with me right to just Mm -hmm. amble along the side road as we would pick fruit and I look back at that moment and I see how that five-minute detour that my mom would make on our walks Mm -hmm. that left a mark on my heart now as a mother that only right a loving mom can give and and I think you have similar stories like that and I think for me now as a mom what I've learned now is like this right this big old Instagram influencer Mm -hmm. what I'm learning guys is that every expression of love it doesn't have to be this larger than life thing it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be this big Instagram moment right it's these five-minute detours that we can take in our day to simply be, whether it's mm-hmm. with ourselves, go, going for that walk, going and sitting with our three-year-olds, our five-year-olds, and just entering their world for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Those little things in our good life add up, and I believe oh, yeah. that it allows you to cherish those simple moments. Oh, you know, yeah. And you're making me think connectivity. Yeah, you're making me think of my favorite story in your book is the one, and I'm going to, I don't know why I'm so emotional today. Maybe I didn't get enough rest last night, but oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, you know, um, the story in the book about in Switzerland when the church bells were ringing. You remember the story oh, in your book? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's my yeah, favorite that. story. And I, I wanted to hear one of your favorite stories too, but you know what? I'm looking at the clock and I know that Jerry needs me to go to break. Jerry, is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So when we get back, Suzanne, I want you to tell your favorite story and tell the story about the, in the book that I like so much about Switzerland too, and how important that message is. We'll be right back. Oh, Stay that's tuned. A good one. It is yep. a good one. I know. I love it. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, and with Suzanne uh, Hendricks. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense 2nd Annual Conference, 
Rise and Resist in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Cezanne Hendricks. We are talking about her new book, uh, A Real Good Life, that she wrote with her husband, Stevie Hendricks. So uh, discover the simple moments that bring joy, connection, and love. And right before the break, we were gonna we were talking about our favorite stories. I told uh, that my favorite story in your book was the one about being in Switzerland and the church bells ringing. And can mm-hmm. you tell the story to you, to our listeners? And then I want to hear your favorite story, your your favorite all time story that you like to tell. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So you know what the story that you're referring to is? It's kind of what brings the whole message home in the book. So uh-huh. it's in conclusion section, and I think. I've never write, written a book. This is my first book I've ever written. So when I was, it took five years to do this book because wow. I journeyed through just, yes, the logistics, figuring it all out. But at the same time, I said, if, if we're going to, my husband and I team up on this and really write a book about what it means to live a real good life, we need to be actually walking it. We need to be not just talking it, but walking it and breathing it out. And so it's funny how many times we had to press the pause button and walk away from the manuscript and writing this book because we needed to actually go and live our life genuinely. We needed to go be the parents that we were in that season. We needed to go at times get away from the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. I just remembered um, in this season of life, we were, um, we were, you know, we had our second daughter and I remember we were just trying to figure out like, okay, there's so much going on in our day-to-day, in our life. And my husband is just such a world traveler that he said, hey, what if we go and go back to our favorite place in the world ever? Like, would you be down to go to Switzerland again? And I'm like, you would think that I would say, yes, sign me up. But in mm-hmm. my mind, I thought, wait, what? Like, go yeah. back to Switzerland? Like, I don't know, but something in me, there was a tug in my heart that said, go, 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 go. So what we did that was really cool was that we went to a place called Lauta Brunin. It's one of the most beautiful places. I think a glimpse of heaven on earth. And we went to this beautiful little town that we had gone to two years prior with our first daughter. And now what had changed was we had our second daughter who was the exact same age. And we were revisiting all of the old stomping grounds that we had been to the first time around when we were in a really difficult season, figuring out before the pandemic in the thick of that, where were we going to live? We had left, we felt called to leave LA and we were like, well, where are we going to go? And so we were in this weird season at that time. So then to be back two years later with now our second child, we were like, whoa, we're actually reliving this, but actually genuinely seeing it from a whole different perspective that we didn't see before. Mm -hmm. And so I remember 
this tendency of mine, which is always, I'm always nine steps ahead of where I need to be. I'm always working harder, planning further. And so when I went on this trip, I had this moment where we were in the park. It was the last day of our trip. And as I'm in my brain, still nine steps ahead, thinking about the travel home, all the things that I needed to not forget to pack, all these things, these, this bell started going off into the city. And we were at this beautiful park, and this bell, it actually has been around since the 1200s. Wow. It is an old clock tower, and it is so, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It's like singling goal. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it right now, but it Don't. is literally this bell. That <laughs> I have the same off. trouble. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it was this bell that goes off and it's been going off for hundreds of years. And you have to think about wow. that. I had this moment where I stopped and I thought, think about the people who were rushing through, right? People who were hoping to get to where they needed to go in their day faster. This bell hasn't changed since the beginning of time. It's been going off. Think about the people who were taking their time, walking slower with their children. So while I was at this park, hearing this bell tower go off, it was this beautiful bell. I was looking at my children, and they were running around, and they were playing. And all of a sudden, I started getting very emotional. And I was like, what is going on here? Kind of like you are today. Uh (laughs) What is happening right now? And it was right then and there. I fell in love. I fell in love with my life. I actually felt like for the first time up until that moment, I had just been dating my life. I was just always romanticizing about my life, the next thing, the next thing. But it was in this moment, I was thousands of miles away from home where I somehow, some way fell in love with my life. I fell in love with the present moment. And so while we wrap up our time together, really this whole thing about like we talk about the good life and this clock What I have seen is that there's these little marks in that bell tower, and they're called dashes. And what that has taught me, right, is that moments of this life today, they dash us by. We almost need a bell. We need a bell not to speed us up to go to the next thing, but a bell to remind us to pay attention, to Mm -hmm. soak up these moments, and then the next moment and the next moment just in in sequence and just not rush. And that's what this chapter talks about. It's like... Because this moment and this minute that even we're talking right now, it's going to pass us by and we're never getting it back. Right, so right. I just believe as, as we're just wrapping up here, it's like, don't miss the good life that's in front of you right now. Like, it's easy to look back at the past and say, well, the good life, it, it's behind me now. Mm-hmm. Or to do the opposite and say, well, I'm waiting for my good life or for the future. But what if this moment, and I hope and pray for anyone listening, if this is speaking into your soul, like, I pray that like this book, will almost be that bell, that bell that is ringing over you right now, ringing over you in this moment that I'm sure while you've got so many things happening in your life today, there's so many things maybe going wrong or things not going how you want. I also know that there are powerful, beautiful things in your life right now that you can cherish. And I believe that is your good life. That is your real good life. So that story in Switzerland, hands down, one of my favorites. And that's why I think wanted to close out the the, the, the journey of the what it means and living that good life. I wanted to close it out with that story, and we are going to dive into the depths of what all of that really means. I think if you mm-hmm. um, want to say, well, how what are the practical ways too? You know, we can get into a whole another episode about that and a whole another right. thirty hour conversation about that. But um, I, I think just starting with that moment, like. You will bloom where your feet are planted. And so where you are today, I just want to encourage people to look up. Look up from your phones. Look up from the distractions. 
you know, look up from the noise and just see the goodness that's all around. And there's lot, lots of it, isn't there? Uh, there really is. Um, that we've only I, got. A, what were you going to say, Marie? Where were you? Where was that place? Oh, Switzerland, uh, right? Yeah. you guys. L a u t e r b r u n n e n. Just Google it. You will, you will die because it's so beautiful and magical. And you'll be like, I will happily die here because. It's just, you'll see the most beautiful waterfalls. Like, if you're going to put any travel on your bucket list, guys, do it. We actually did a vlog on my YouTube channel as well. So not to shamelessly plug here, but if you want to actually see, it's funny. I actually, you know, was at that park, and you're going to hear the the bell towers go off. It's funny (laughs) how in real time this was happening, and then we ended up writing about it. It just all was interwoven and all meant to be. I love it. I, you can plug anything you want, but where the music is playing, I, I just by the way, you can plug anything you want. I hope you'll come back sometime. Um, I of really course, do. Anytime. It's been great having you on the air. Everyone, I encourage you to get a copy of A Real Good Life by Cezanne and Stevie Hendricks. Thanks again, Cezanne. Have a fantastic rest Thank of your you. week. You too. Love y'all. Get it. Love you too. Are sold, and I hope you enjoy. Have yes, yes, yes. All right, everyone. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one real good life. <laughs>